I'm Mark Joe with H Street. This is Fieldpod.com. The Week in Georgia in English coming to you from San Francisco's Gooey Center by the Sea, the Lower Hate. Today is Thursday, the 25th of October. On this date in 285, some people say 286, Crispin and Crispinian, future patron saints of leather workers and cobblers, are beheaded on the orders of the Roman Emperor Diocletian. 1415, Henry V of England and his lightly armored infantry and archers defeat the heavily armored French cavalry at the Battle of Agincourt. 1854, the Battle of Balaclava, or the Charge of the Light Brigade, is fought between Russia and an alliance of the British, French, and Ottomans during the Crimean War with an indecisive result. 1962, Adelaide Stevenson, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, calls an emergency meeting of the U.N. Security Council and confronts Soviet Ambassador Zorin with an aerial photograph of Soviet missiles in Cuban. Cuba, by the way, Stevens is one of the great unsung heroes of 20th century democracy and the U.S. Democratic Party in general. 1973, the Yom Kippur War ends with Israeli victory, occupation of the Golan Heights and parts of Egypt near the Suez Canal, and eventually leads to the 1978 Camp David Accords. Birthdays are, in 1791, Baltic German naturalist and explorer Friedrich Parot, who led the first recorded expedition to the summit of Mount Ararat, stopping on the way in Kacheti, supposedly to avoid a breakout of the plague in Yerevan, or that's what he told his wife. 1832, the Grand Duke uh, Nikolaevich of Russia, the Tbilisi-based governor general of Caucasia from 1862 to 1882. And in 1895, according to the old-style calendar, Azerbaijan-born Soviet NKGB head of Lazvod Merkulov, part of Laurent Iberia's Georgia Mafia, and, the, and in 1976, half-Georgian-Russian Olympic champion figure skater Anton Terielovich Sakharulidze. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you are or know Americans, be sure to listen to Turnout Tsunami. That's hashtag Turnout Tsunami on SoundCloud, which you can find at www.turnoutsunami.org to get your friends to vote. There's also a Spanish version. Version less than seven minutes, daily episodes until the U.S. elections on the 6th of November. If you'd like to comment on this podcast um, on the forum, you can go to the forum or ask a question. Go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. The penitentiary service has denied media reports that Mirza Subeliani has been beaten in prison. Former prosecutor's office uh, employee Subeliani is in prison for his role in a cover-up of the Chorava Street murders and has recently made news by releasing recordings of himself and Otsneba officials that appear to show a variety of, of, of abuses of power and other criminal offenses. The penitentiary service says that Subeliani is under 24-hour surveillance and authorized an immediate visit by his lawyer to check on him. Public Defender's Office Representative Nadia uh, Kuprashvili visited him and says that he also denies that he was beaten. This is only signs of that his only signs of injuries are bruises to his elbow, legs, and necks, consistent with a suicide attempt last week. The report appears to have begun on Facebook and migrated to mainstream and television media. Prosecutor's office has released another un- unauthenticated tape, this one from the 10th of October, that apparently shows a prison conversation between Subeliani and two identified men, possibly Otsneba, member of parliament, Victor Japaridze, and former corrections ministry official Datukuns, 
Kuntzishvili. In the tape, the Voices of Tribute to Kuntzishvili says the authorities have used criminal networks and bribery to get Archpriest Shio Menabde to pressure his son, a witness to the Khorava Street murders, to change his testimony. Kuntzishvili is... Uh, recorded saying that they put 10,000 of something, dollars or lati probably, in a church donation box for Menabde. Zaza Saralidze, the protest leader whose son was killed in the incident, says that Menabde's son tried to contact him in July, but Saralidze reported the contact to the authorities because he did not want to be accused of pressuring witnesses. On the tape, Subeliani also talks about in, integral Otsneba affair, internal Otsneba affairs, saying that Tbilisi Mayor Kachikaladze has been trying to encourage people to support him and that the endorsement of Salome Zurabashvili for president has unnerved members of the security establishment and that he is unhappy with former Tbilisi Chief Prosecutor Mikhail um, Shakulashvili, but has archives of Shakulashvili's orders safe somewhere in Europe. Seems as though the divide between Subeliani and the government began with uh, Shalukalashvili's testimony in July, which contradicted Subeliani. Subeliani also claims to have messages from Interior Minister uh, Ministry official Merab Pchakadze showing his illegal influence over the Khorava Street murder investigation. Interior Minister Georgi Gacharia says that he knows who planned the recordings and how they were made, but that any action has to wait until after the elections in order not to seem like a political move. The prosecutor's office says that they have spoken to everyone on the tapes, but that Subeliani has refused to answer most of the questions. The prosecutor's office announced last week that they have cha- charged three former security service officials with plotting to kill Georgian businessman Archil Badri Patrikatsashvili in 2007 using relatively new discovered recordings um, as evidence. However, the police in Surrey, England, where Patrikatsashvili died after what was deemed a heart attack by British investigators, say that the Georgian authorities have not shared any new information with them though they are aware of new reports about the case. The Georgian prosecutor's office says this is because the assassination plot is just about the preparation to kill Patrikatsashvili and is not related to the actual death, which they have apparently already solved. They did say that they are definitely preparing to share their information with the British authorities, though. Otsneba officials have come out repeatedly to say that all of the recent scandals are part of plots to destabilize the elections, even though the president has no power and nobody cares much for any of the candidates. Interior Minister uh, Georgi Gacharia hilariously says that he has detailed information on all the plans that were being plotted for destabilization and provocations, but that because of his work and that of the state security service, these plans will not materialize and the elections will be held in an absolutely peaceful and safe environment. Tbilisi Mayor Kachikaladze accused UNM and their partisan outlet, Rustaviori, of trying to fuel tensions, radicalize the pre-election environment, and start street protests, but said that no one will be allowed to trigger unrest in the country. He also said that about a month ago, UNM asked permission from the city to hold large rallies on Rustavelli and Freedom Square on the 19th, 20th, 21st, which Kaladze described as part of their attempt to create turmoil. An Otsneba Commission poll shows Zurabashvili winning the election in the first round um, with, of course, 53% of the vote, followed by Bashadze with 19%, Bakradze with 17%, Otsneba Member of Parliament Mamuka Mdineradze presented the results, saying that there was evidence that staged performances, blame-shifting, 
campaigning and revolutionary scenarios were doomed to fail. Four polls have been released so far for this election, a National Endowment for Democracy poll from early summer that showed support for the Otsneva candidate, any Otsneva candidate, European Georgia Commission one showing Bakradze winning, Rustaviori with Vashadze victory. According to the State Audit Office, Zudabashvili received 89% of all political donations made during the first half of October, totaling nearly 2 million lati. She was followed by European Georgia, which raises 121,000 lati, United National Movement, which raised 98,000. The remaining 1% of political donations went to the New Georgia Party with 10,000 lati, Free Georgia Party with 3,255, Free Democrats with 1,250 lati, the Labor Party with 1,000 lati, and finally... <laughs> The new political center, Girchi, with 69 Lottie. 69, dude. The Girchis, or pine cones, held a marijuana legalization fe- legalization festival at Tbilisi's Deda Anna Park at, of course, 4.20 p.m. on the 20th. President, uh, presidential candidate Zuda Japadidze was arrested after handing out three joints to celebrate the right to consume cannabis. Ten other people were arrested at the confrontation with police after Japadidze's arrest. One Redditor who attended described the event as a clusterfuck with lots of shady shit because Reddit. Prior to the event, the Ministry of Interior Affairs, Internal Affairs, reminded people um, that the polarization use, production, and sale of some narcotics remains illegal and said that the Girchis were clearly intending to commit organized crime. Uh, Girchi says that the arrests were illegal because, firstly, marijuana consumption is legalized in Georgia, and secondly, Japadita is a registered presidential candidate and is covered by immunity enjoyed by elected power representatives. Girchi, side note, apparently Japanese lobbied the Ministry of Justice to have Girchi made his middle name in August since the Girchi party is ineligible to appear on the ballot as they have not registered in previous parliamentary elections. Japanese says that it's very important to have the name of the party on the ballot in some way. And if it's his middle name, so be it. If the ministry granted his request, Girchi, or Pinecone, would be his permanent middle name, as the Georgia-EU visa waiver agreement prohibits Georgians from changing their name more than once. He needed a special petition because the normal Ministry of Justice process could take up to two months, too long for his name to end up correct on the ballot. No word as to whether or not the petition has succeeded. On ballot details, Vashadze's campaign is unhappy that the ballot says he was nominated by the United National Movement, which he was, but the campaign says that he was actually a candidate of the Strength in Unity movement and that the ballot designation is an attempt by Otsneba to disorient voters and portray the election as a battle between two parties. Georgi Vashadze, a spokesperson for Vashadze's campaign, uh, says that they plan to challenge the election commission decision uh, but don't expect to win. Tbilisi NGO Media Development Foundation released a study on hate speech in the pre-election period looking at the period from the 1st of August through the 15th of October. They found 117 instances of hate speech or discriminatory remarks by or against political parties and presidential candidates from 18 different media outlets. Most of the comments were xenophobic or anti-immigrant, followed by many anti-Turkish and homophobic remarks. Other comments discriminated against certain religions and genders, encouraged violence or conflict, or were simply racist. The top three offenders were Free Georgia's Kaka Kukava, Labor Shalvanathalashvili, independent presidential candidate uh, Besadian Tadiashvili, uh, while the most discriminatory parties were the Alliance of Patriots and uh, Georgian Troop or Kartuli Dasi. 
Uh, Geertje appears to be one of the least hateful parties. The, tribu- the study attributed three discriminatory, discriminatory remarks to Zurabashvili. Otsneva Chair Bidzina Ivanishvili gave a typically verbose 140-minute televised interview to Rustavi Ori, uh, Imedi, and TV Pirveli journalists on Tuesday, his second interview since his official return to public life. The journalists were specifically invited by Bidzina, a move that caused some consternation, especially from Rustavi Ori, head Nika Gvaramia. Uh, Bidzina spent much of the interview denigrating Rustavi Ori, saying that the channel propagates lies, that it airs uh, lies 99% of the time. He also said that Otsneva has begun a program to ensure that alternative views reach the station and that they will be monitoring the channel's airtime to see whether alternative views are represented in the channel or not. He added that um, Pirvelli uh, also occasionally lacks arguments and impartiality. Uh, from Rustaviori, Ekekfesi Tadze specifically asked about Transparency International um, and charges of state capture and Eke Gigaori, uh, which uh, Ivanishvili spent a long time criticizing quite uh, aggressively. Bidzina also said that while he was uh, while he has met businessman Zaza uh, Okwashvili two uh, two times, it was only to help him. Okwashvili uh, was acu- uh, has accused him of extortion. He said that the tapes were doctored and then later used the tapes as evidence that one accusation made by uh, Okwashvili was untrue. Ivanishvili also accused civil society of being UNM activists, but said that Kobachide's criticism of civil society, in which he called the groups fascists, could have been worded better. He continued to endorse Zudavashvili's candidacy and encouraged remaining Otsneva members to endorse her if they haven't yet, and added that he agreed with Zudavashvili and Sak- that Sakashvili bombed his own population in 2008 and that he was. Um, impudent and treasonous. Bidzina also said of his return to politics, I return to reestablish the power vertical to push smart ones forward and make them more active. There will be stricter demands for Otsneva members. The party will be strengthened, and I will make sure that in one year's time, everything will have its proper name and place. Rustaviotti will no longer be able to take our society hostage to make them live in deception and distress. Otsneva officials commented in support of the interview with Deputy Parliamentary Speaker Tama Chukashvili, saying that instead of journalists asking what he meant by his one-year plan, we all regretfully, all we regretfully saw was flaunting of partisan agendas and that she didn't think he was blaming Rustaviotti for certain issues. Otsneva, uh, Member of Parliament Sobokiladze, went further calling Bidzina an honest man and patriot and accusing media outlets of spreading fake news. European George's Bakradze said that Bidzina's comments about the progress of the country showed a disconnect between the government and the people that would be funny if it were not so tragic. UNM Coalition's Vashadze made a joke calling Otsneba the Kurduli Otsneba, or Thieving Dream, a play on Kartuli Otsneba, or Georgian Dream, and said that it would have been better to have no press conference than one confirming Ivanishvili's support for Zurabashvili's comments about the 2008 war. The development movement's candidate, Dato Usupashvili, said yesterday we saw a lawyer of Otar Patskaraladze, a prosecutor to Rustavi Ori TV, a tutor to journalists, a master of neglecting questions, but we failed to see a leader of a democratic country who would inspire the society with positive energy. Government declined President Georgi Markovashvili's request that the Prime Minister call a cabinet meeting in order to discuss the effective functioning of state institutions and protection of citizens' rights and freedoms saying that the letter that accompanied his spoken address was signed only by his parliamentary secretary, 
Anunatzlishvili and not Mark Velashvili himself, and was thus not in line with procedural rules, thus keeping herself and Otsneba in line with the Soviet hat. Soviet habit of uh, coming up with ridiculous procedural reasons for not doing something they ought to do. Natsli Feely said that the interpretation of the Constitution was incompetent and that the move was uh, an attempt by the Otsneba government to disregard the Constitution and in this very grave situation, step aside and avoid responsibility. Mark Velashvili apparently does not plan to file another request. This is Mark Velashvili's third attempt to have the cabinet meet with his participation. The other two attempts in 2014 and 15 uh, were also ignored. Following the elections on the 28th, the new constitution will come into effect and the president will no longer have the right to call for cabinet sittings with his or her participation. Zaza Okrashvili's wife and co-founder of Iberia TV, member of parliament, uh, Nato Chredze, formerly of the Alliance of Patriots, says a government's purported campaign against Omega Group has caused 1,800 Omega Group employees and 200 uh, Iberia TV employees to lose their jobs. Otsneba Member of Parliament Irakli Sesiashvili and Otar uh, Chirleli have introduced a possible amendment to the Georgian Criminal Code that would punish the making, spreading, and advertising, importing, and exporting of maps of the country without South Ossetia and Abkhazia as punishable with fines or imprisonment for up to two years. Because that's way on the top of everybody's list. Public defender Nino Lomjadia criticized some senior, senior public officials for their recent attacks on civil society in a statement on Wednesday saying that such discourse is unacceptable and endangers the process of democratic development in Georgia. A group of 14 NGOs, including the hardest working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, also released a statement saying that the government's aggressive rhetoric against CSOs raises concerns at the international level as well. U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Wes Mitchell mentioned Georgia in his remarks at the Atlantic Council event, championing the front lines of freedom, erasing the gray zone, saying that the U.S. supports Georgia and Ukraine and that he believes that both countries face existential threats and so on. A half-million-dollar U.S. Department of State-funded anti-Western propaganda project titled Increasing Regional Outreach and Engagement over Western Integration is beginning in Georgia. The project aims to raise public awareness on European and Euro-Atlantic integration and will be implemented by the Foreign Ministry's Information Center on NATO and the EU, focusing on ethnic and religious minority regions. The Vatican Secretary for Relations with States of the Holy See, Archbishop Paul Richard Gallagher visited Georgia on the 21st through the 24th, meeting with Foreign Minister David Zalkaliani. Wait, have I been mispronouncing that for ages? Whoops. Sorry about that. Prime Minister uh, Bakhtadze, President Mark Velashvili, uh, Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze, uh, Patriarch Ilya II, and local Catholic parish, and visiting uh, Kurvaleti and the South Ossetian occupation line. Zalkaliani uh, then left for a short European trip, visiting Lithuania on the 23rd, where he attended a meeting of the Georgian-Lithuanian Commission on European and Euro-Atlantic Integration, chaired by Lithuanian Foreign Minister Linas Linovikas, and also met with Prime Minister and Speaker. He then went to Poland for the Warsaw Security Forum on the 24th and 5th, met with the Foreign Minister and the Marshals of the Senate, spoke at a session called Security in Europe, Fault Lines in the East with the foreign ministers of Lithuania, Ukraine, and Poland. Russian President Vladimir Putin spoke about Saakashvili and Tbilisi's Luger Lab in remarks at an event in Sochi organized by Moscow, uh, the so-called think tank uh, Valdai Discussion Club, which is sort of a 
poor copy of Davos. Uh, it's really a Putin platform. He said that Ukraine's current leadership are pursuing anti-state and anti-people policy like Saakashvili did in 2008 by attacking South Ossetia. That's why Georgia lost significant parts of its territory. That would, would be regretful if Ukraine followed the same path of the lab. He said that the accusations raise concerns for Moscow that are potentially very dangerous. The United States gave two patrol, patrol boats to the Border Patrol this week at a ceremony in Poti, U.S. Charged Affairs. Elizabeth Rood said that they were the result of long-term U.S.-Georgian strategic, strategic partnership. Military exercise in Abkhazia began uh, in late September, have included 60 different types of weapons, 45,000 soldiers from Russian bases in Russia, Armenia, Abkhazia, and South Ossetia, practicing repelling airstrikes and other military activities. Ramzan Kadyrov, the creepy leader of Chechnya, who was once an Instagram star, announced last week that he helped free a businessman who was kidnapped in the Abkhazian city of Novi Afon this summer, Maxim Yakolev. He said that Yakolev's relatives came to him for help after the kidnappers asked him for a fabu- asked for a fabulously high ransom, and with the help of State Duma member Adam uh, Delimchanov, uh, Kadyrov secured the release. He would not discuss the reasons for the kidnapping. Four Georgians were detained by Russian forces with the pretext of illegal border crossing charges while gathering firewood by South Ossetian occupation line. In on the twentieth, two priests were let go without fines. Two others were detained for another five days. Leila Mustafaeva, Mustafaeva, wife of Akhan Mukhtarli, the Azerbaijani journalist kidnapped in Tbilisi by Interior Minister Ministry personnel last year and taken to Azerbaijan, says that he is being treated inhumanely in his penal colony. She says that he has been placed in a dungeon, ordered to wear dirt, a dirty robe instead of his clothes, and forced to stand in the rain in light clothing. He's also had his telephone uh, restricted. Prime Minister Bakhtadze unveiled the government's new clean transportation plan on the 22nd, which focuses on upgrading public transportation, phasing out the use of standard cars in favor of electric ones. He says that the green economy is one of the government's top priorities and that he expects 90% of cars in Georgia to be electric 10 years from now. The authorities will continue to give tax breaks on imported electric cars, and the government is apparently in talks with two well-known car producers about building an electric car plant in Georgia. For public transportation, the government is hoping to integrate the Tbilisi Metro railway system, starting with a new overground line of the metro connecting Samgori to Lilo and the airport, and eventually connecting to Rustavi. Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze also spoke, saying that the Tbilisi Transport Master Plan would be complete by the end of 2018. Uh, the Revenue Service has unfrozen international Black Sea University's assets by withdrawing their law- lawsuit against the university. Incredibly horrible, gratuitous, unfair lawsuit. Um, after IBSU paid a $715,000 debt to the service, the National Center for Education Quality Enhancement, which forced IBSU to stop accrediting, accepting accredited students for 2018-19 school year, citing the Revenue Service case, will discuss the issue this week and possibly reverse that decision. Asian Development Bank signed an agreement with Georgia earlier this month to finance development of the East-West Highway worth 255 million euro. Money will go towards developing the East-West Railway, building a four-lane highway between Chevy and Ubisa, and the construction of 20 tunnels and 35 bridges. The project is expected to be completed by June 2024. Interior Ministry reports that they have found an ethnically Azeri girl from Kvemo Kartli that was reported kidnapped two weeks ago. While her family said that she didn't know her kidnapper and was violently taken, 
The ministry says that she knew her alleged kidnapper and they had decided to get married without their parents' knowledge. A British-Bulgarian team of archaeologists has found what is believed to be the world's oldest intact shipwreck in the Black Sea off the Bulgarian coast. The ship, believed to be Greek and over 2,400 years old, is 23 meters long and of a variety only ever seen before in pottery depictions, including one of Odysseus sailing past sirens. So maybe he was heading to Georgia. The meme this week is a trailer for Avengers, Georgian election editions, featuring some very dramatic music, classic Misha footage, better dubbing than any Georgian television I've ever seen, and it is very, very funny, particularly everybody looking at Misha in a Cessna at the end. Take a look. Civil.ge has published an elections guide for the October 28th elections covering procedures, administration, candidates, and presidential powers. Voting is open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the 28th. Any candidate who reaches 50% of the vote automatically wins. If none does, there'll be a runoff two weeks after the, um, the final tally is announced. The election administration has three tiers, a Central Elections Commission, 73 district commissions, and about uh, 3,600 commissions, meaning polling stations, at every uh, level, the commissions are made up of 12 people, three appointed by Otsneba, one each appointed by the National Movement, European Georgian Alliance of Patriots, and then six appointed uh, certificate uh, certified election commissioners. There are 3,518,890 eligible voters, including 14,808 registered abroad of approximately 3,600 polling stations. 59 will be abroad in 44 countries, including two in Afghanistan for soldiers there. This is the last direct election of the president as Georgia moves to a fully um, parliamentary governing system. The next president will be elected by a 300-member electoral college in 2024 um, for a five-year term since the electoral college has been such a great thing in the United States. When the president elected on the 28th is inaugurated, the new constitution will go fully into effect, resulting in a much reduced powers for the president so that it will be essentially just a ceremonial position. Um, that includes the loss of the right to call and participate in cabinet meetings, as we discussed earlier, the abolishment of the presidential-run National Security Council, the loss of the mandate to ensure that state bodies are functioning within the scope of their constitutionally provided powers. The article also provides a list of the candidates and a brief look at backgrounds and policies of the top seven contenders. Eurasianet wrote about the crowded field of presidential candidates covering some of the minor ones, like Mikhail Gela. Suluashvili, whose platform says, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is almost upon us. And in times like these, it is imperative that the president of Georgia is the agent of God's will on the earth. He also says that Misha and Putin are prophesied kings of the south and north and will battle in the final war between good and evil. Another candidate, Kakhabar Chichanidze, uh, sorry, Chichinadze brought blank paper to an interview and declared, this is my election platform, my slogan, and my flag. I'm offering my voters the start to start from a blank page. In other words, I surrender. Uh, other candidates include a veterinarian, golf enthusiast, a fedora-wearing promoter of neoconservatism, five unemployed guys. Somehow, all of these people managed to get the 25,900 signatures re required to be on the ballot. Civil.ge has posted a set of photos of the Tbilisi head of the presidential vote with shots of different Ways candidates are advertised, from graffiti numbers to massive billboards, in case anyone's managed to miss seeing those. They include 
Beat Zena is a drug dealer poster with his smiling face in front of a large pot leaf, a poster would probably get him a bunch of uh, votes here in the Bay Area and among the Bassiani crowd. Eurasianet also uh, wrote about candidates' marijuana positions in a little more depth. Vashadze has been running ads saying, don't let them turn Georgia into a cannabis republic. Told Rustaviori that Ivanishvili is going to be a marijuana drug lord and a Georgian Pablo Escobar. Meanwhile, Zurabashvili said that uh, she experimented with pot and cocaine in her younger years. but she is not the cannabis queen, but rather the queen of awareness of an awareness campaign that must be held in Georgia to inform the youth of the damage the drugs do to their health. Some funny and ridiculous anti Vashadze posters have gone up around Tbilisi and apparently Sheeta Cartley as well, depicting him variously as a baby in Putin's arms and as Misha's puppet. Another feature is just Putin in a Soviet outfit um, and a pose paralleling the Catholic I Want You World War II recruitment poster saying, I, cho- I choose Grigol Vashadze. You? All of them are, uh, play heavily on the classic propaganda posters. Uh, Chai Khanna profiled two of Georgia's female soldiers, uh, their experience in the 2008 war, fighting alongside their brothers, cousins, and sons, and pressure they face presenting an entire gender in the military and from society in general. As part of their series uh, marking the 100th anniversary of the First Republic, Civil.GE also posted a paper on satiric publications in Georgia during that time with political cartoons, brief histories of people behind one of the papers, and overviews of the topics that interested the readers of that day. Bolshevik horror, bloodthirsty Turks, border dispute, civilized democratic Georgia. Drawings depicting Georgians waiting in line for comment or to he- or help from Europe in, in 1919 might hold some resonance with Georgia's, uh, Georgians as they wait to uh, join NATO and the EU. Everybody take a look. Very little is known by most Georgians or anybody else about this First Republic period, and it's an incredibly good, uh, good story. Very, very interesting. OC Media wrote about uh, lead in Georgian food, a topic that's been going around email lists and Facebook groups for a while but hasn't got much media coverage. Um, though the U.S. Embassy just sent out a warning to avoid local spices and only buy U.S. or inter, uh, internationally produced ones. Prominent expats have been getting blood tests that show abnormally high lead levels. People in Georgia consume on average 19 times more lead than people in the U.K., and one study showed that one-third of Georgian children had lead levels high enough that the American Center for Disease Control and Prevention would recommend that public health action be initiated in 2017, the New York City Department of Health warned residents warned residents against consuming Georgian spices, and the Georgian National Food Agency responded defensively and accused the media of misinforming the public before admitting there was a problem. Tests by other groups since have shown similar problems in spices, also in meat, milk, bottled water, beets, coffee, fish, eggs, and salt. Additionally, Georgia has no government agency that inspects chemical products for lead or other toxins, and many things like paint and toys have unknown amounts of lead and no labels. Some people are also concerned that lead is coming from air pollution, though Georgian authorities say that this is not the case and note that leaded gas has been banned since 2005. A UNICEF survey is currently underway that will provide the first nationwide general data on lead levels um, that we will follow closely. Jam News Media published a photo essay by the Georgian resident of German House in Bolnisi, otherwise known as Katarinafeld, looking at its and the city's history and present. Her family drinks Christmas drinks out of the flasks 
left behind by a German chemist in 1941 when uh, Germans were exiled to Kazakhstan and Siberia on Stalin's orders. Now only traces of Germans remain. A few descendants of Germans who married locals and thus weren't exiled. Walnut tree-lined streets, the Luchen and Zuchen baked on Easter and Christmas, 156 aging German-style houses and a Lutheran church that is currently being used as a sports complex. YouTube channel Insider visited Brooklyn Ajaruli Khajapuri restaurant Cheese Boat, where they tried six non-traditional variations of the Khajapuri, including a sweet one, a shrimp one, and a very mysterious pink one. The video also includes a brief story about the origins of Khajapuri with a lot of extraneous apostrophes. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 1.3. The amount in Lottie that the Ministry of Environmental Protection and Agriculture ridiculously charges you to copy public information onto a floppy disk. The Tbilisi Architecture Biennial-themed Buildings Are Not Enough begins on the 26th and includes a symposium, exhibitions, architectural tour of Tbilisi, and more. The tour requires advanced registration, begins at 11 a.m., on the 26th and shows visitors Goldani while discussing different types of markets, life in the suburbs, and how life continues in Soviet apartment blocks and the public spaces that are changing in the face of capitalism. That same day, there will be a to-be-determined film screaming and official openings of the Biennial and several exhibitions. An exhibit called Gathering is on display at the Tbilisi History Museum through the 2nd of November featuring works created by British and Georgian artists uh, at a workshop earlier this year, the project focuses on representatives of artistic and cultural spaces, the artistic community, uh, and art lovers, and the relationships and cooperation between the center and regions. A new exhibit titled Adiali Brings, Will Be, opens in Tbilisi's Patara Gallery on the 26th at 7 p.m., shows a collaboration uh, of artists Luca Achmidze and Nana Kalandadze and will be on display through the 16th of November. The gallery is located in Rose Revolution Square underpass in front of the Radisson. On the 27th, Nino Naneshvili, founder and artistic director of Ialoni's Women's Ensemble, will present an introduction to Georgian traditional music with a demonstration by some members of the ensemble at 7 p.m. at Chidi Tbilisi. A biennial symposium on traditional polyphony uh, begins with an opening gala concert on the 30th at 7 p.m. at Tbilisi State Conservatory, runs through the 3rd of November with concerts almost every day at 1.30 and 7.30 p.m., featuring local and international choirs. Tbilisi's first Caucasus Con will be at the, held at the Tbilisi Mall on the 2nd through the 4th of November, celebrating animation, cosplay games, esports, and the communities that bring them to life. There will be a con contest for homemade costumes, a game jam, and an animation jam where people work together to create animated films or video games, prototypes in 48 hours, film, free screenings of film courtesy of the Tbilisi International Animation Festival, video game playing contests, classes, and more. Tbilisi's Gallery Nectar presents an exhibition of work by Lanchkuti native Elena Chantladze on display through the 18th of November. Her non-narrative found material works merge bodies and animals into ambiguous images inspired by public events, personal biography illustrations, and poetic compositions. Tbilisi's Airty Gallery has an exhibit tomorrow entitled Tomorrow Will Be Yesterday. On display through the 5th of December, the six artists from Dagestan, Sweden, Azerbaijan, Chechnya, and Georgia all have some connections to the Caucasus, and their work mostly focuses on history, history, geopolitics, and ethnic strife in the region.
That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tobeelpod at gmail.com or post to the forum on our website, www.tobeelpod.com. And we will finish with the first supergroup from the UK 1969. This is Blind Faith and I Can't Find My Way Back Home. Thank you.